0: Welcome to The Room, where we talk about the hard parts of leadership that every great leader goes through, but no one wants to talk about. I'm Jenny Dufresne, host of The Room podcast and CEO of Leaders Transform, a business growth training firm. I am a global leader, former United States Marine, international best-selling author, community and business leader. The Room is your safe space. We'll talk about the things that are difficult for leaders, the tough stuff that leaders aren't willing to be vulnerable about. But we really need to. So come on in. Close the door. Join me in the room. I know leaders and I know leadership. I'll tell you the very first night that I stood in the yellow footprints in Paris Island, South Carolina. It was the first time I wondered whether I'd done the right thing by enlisting in the United States Marine Corps. Let me tell you, I was scared spitless the night that our bus traveled through the darkness. And then one time I remember seeing this sign overhead that said, here's where it all begins. My heart literally skipped a beat. You see, that was Paris Island, where the only place at the time in the, in the country where women were trained to become United States Marines. I know when that drill, when that bus stopped and that drill instructor, a big bulky guy jumped on us and started screaming, get off my bus, get off my bus. I was terrified. We scrambled off the bus, jumped on those yellow footprints. You see, for those of you who don't know, there's yellow footprints at a 45-degree angle. And your entire job when you're being screamed off that bus is to find those yellow footprints and put your feet on them and stand as straight as you possibly can and don't move. And all you should be saying is, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. So that was my first introduction to the Marine Corps. But I had been aspiring to be a Marine for years, literally years. And so here I stood on the yellow footprints and we got sorted and categorized and cataloged. And we finally got to our barracks rooms in the middle of the night. It was probably, geez, probably four in the morning. We plopped down into our racks, a.k.a. beds, and I think I might have just passed out. I was so exhausted. And it wasn't too long before bang, 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 clatter, 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 yelling, all this kind of stuff. And I woke up <laughs> like everybody else, completely disoriented, having zero idea of what was going on, but realizing that my life had radically changed. So that was my beginning of becoming a United States Marine. And I share that with you because being disoriented and and having things disrupted is how we, how the Marine Corps, Mm. I still say we, how we train people to become leaders. We have to break everything down to then rebuild the vision of leadership and mission and, um, and integrity and judgment and decisiveness and all these traits that they talk about and train us. So I finally get, just as like everyone else, we finally got in the swing of things, of how boot camp worked. And I remember this day, it probably wasn't maybe three or four days after we had first arrived on Paris Island, that our drill instructors were standing ramrod stiff at the front of the room, and we were all sitting on the floor, all the recruits we were sitting on the floor, straight backs, eyes locked on our drill instructors, who were amazing, amazing women. I say that now. (laughs) I was terrified of them then. But they're standing in front and one drill instructor steps forward and she says, I am Staff Sergeant Shine. I am your senior drill instructor. And she was basically the boss of the other drill instructors. And so we fixated on her. She said a couple of things that stuck in my head. In my Marine Corps, she said, we don't tolerate racism we don't tolerate bullying, we don't tolerate any of this stuff. She went down this list of things that they didn't tolerate in the Marine Corps. I was like, oh, okay, great. You know, those weren't anything that applied to me. But the lesson of that stuck in my head. There's the things that we don't tolerate in this institution. And so as time went by, as week one, you know, we started to get into the habit of things. Week two, I started getting into the swing of what it was like to be a recruit in a Marine Corps boot camp. And I started getting the opportunities to lead. As I was sharing in my last episode, I started getting opportunities to lead, to be a leader, um, little things, right? To, to, to be asked to do something and then go carry it out. And I noticed that after time, my drill instructors were relying on me more and more. And then I got really, some really important jobs. Now, jobs that are really important in boot camp, like they're things like carrying the guide on, which is our flag. You carry it in front of all of your entire group of, your entire group of, of recruits. So I had that as one of my jobs and I had several others. Leading the people who uh, went and raised, and raised and lowered the flag. That was one of my jobs. I share all this because these jobs were really important to testing who I was as a marine. I ended up at one point becoming the squad bay leader. So I was the leader responsible for 60 50 to 60 other female recruits. And it's in that role cuz that was kind of the most public role that I had, most important role that I had because it was really my job to work with everybody. Now, if you don't know anything about boot camp and particularly Women's boot camp in the Marine Corps at the time that I was uh, that I was in, women came from all over the country. So our drill instructors told us things like, "Some of you, white recruits, have never seen black people. Some of you have never left home. Some of you have lived in big cities and you've been involved in, you know, gang activity." We had every kind of person in that platoon, every kind. And so here I was, I'd come off of a very rural, I grew up in a town of 175 people in the middle of nowhere. And so here I was, I felt like I was in the biggest city ever. This is probably the most people I'd been around all my life, 50 to 60 people around my same age was like, except for high school was the most people I had been so closely associated with. So here I was, squad that was in charge of everybody, responsible for making sure that we were on point, on time, we were ready to go, and anyone who was having difficulty, that I got them up and ready to go, and so everyone could be as best as, and do as best as they could. So part of that job meant that I had to go connect with the people who were from Philly. I had to connect with the people who, i never seen a black person. I'm African-American for those of you who may not know. So I had to connect with them. I had to get them connected to what we had to do. I had to go and connect with the girls who um, had never been out of their small, small towns, much like me. I had to connect with the young women who had never been around so many people that were different than them. That was my job. And that's what leaders do. Our job is to connect with people no matter what, no matter where they're from, no matter their geography, their language, their gender, their, their political beliefs, whatever. As leaders, when we're leading people, we have to connect with whoever's around us. So here I was, and I was doing a really damn good job, I will say. And part of that role and my other leadership roles It was being talked about by the drill instructors and other recruits that I was on my way to be considered as one of the honor grads of our platoon. This is really important. To be an honor grad is like, you're like the top of all the recruits. It means you've demonstrated leadership, you've demonstrated perseverance, you've demonstrated all of our leadership traits that the Marine Corps teaches, you demonstrate all of those. So one day, I think it was kind of in the afternoon. My senior drill instructor, Staff Sergeant Shine, she yells from the DI hut. This is the drill instructor's little room. It's called DI hut. Recruit! Get in here! So my heart started to skip a beat because she had never called on me to come in. And so I ran into her office, locked my body up. Yes, ma'am! And she started to ream me out, shred me. (laughs) Recruit, it's been told to me that you are a racist. What? What? I I lost all of my bearing. And she proceeded to tell me that another one of the recruits, my fellow recruits, had come to her and told her that I was a racist, that I was doing things that were uh, racially motivated. Now, you have to understand that I stood there for a long time completely, completely puzzled. And I, I, there was nothing in me that could figure out what the hell she was talking about. I knew my job as a squad leader was to connect with everyone. And I also knew my job was not to give any deferential treatment to any one group of people, any of the cliques, because there were definitely cliques. That was not my job. My job was to work through everyone and with everyone because we were all one team. She then told me who. So Recruit Henry, not her real name, Recruit Henry said was the person who had come to the senior drill instructor and said that I was racist. I was floored. And in very short order, everything that I'd been working for was stripped. So our drill instructor, a senior drill instructor, Staff Sergeant Shine, said, There's no place in the Marine Corps for racism and racists. There's no place in this Marine Corps. Boom, you're fired from your squad bay job. I was shocked. So here i had been working so hard, connecting with people, and someone who I later understood had been jealous, resentful, because that particular person had had no leadership roles, had had no, no positive contributions. He had decent contributions, but nothing Nothing greatly positive, but this person had sat on the sidelines and then had made up her mind that she somehow felt slighted, even though she hadn't been harmed in any way. And I knew she hadn't been harmed anyway because there was never any there was never any interaction that would have caused her any harm. And so I stood there as my drill instructor stripped me of the title Squad Bay Leader. I was devastated. Like